Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. Tim Thurber. Hello. And this is State of Atlanta. Welcome back. Good. Yeah, that's a good one. That was a very good one. It's a very good one. Uh, well, welcome, Ryan. Mancha. Now, Ryan, before we got started, you were talking about how you were uh, – you're getting your lighting all set up with your new fancy microphone guard or whatever. And now it's just like you're in a dark dungeon. Yeah. I thought it was super weird. Um, and I thought I looked better in the dark dungeon. I know that's weird, but I could turn on, I have a, um, like a halo light thing, but I think it washes me out. Mm. Kind of like I am. Yeah. Well, I like the mood lighting. It's like the too much. The better. This is, we, we all have uh, faces and cameras for radio or for podcasting, not for video. Thank God you, li- you decided to live stream this thing. <laughs> I was in such desperate need of like social companionship during the whole pandemic that I'm like, I don't care. Let's do the live stream, do the video, do the whole gambang thing, whatever. So I like it. All right. So, uh, yeah, good week coming off of uh, a crazy one, which we'll talk about uh, in depth a little bit later on. But uh, how are you feeling about the, the Panthers so far right now after this last week win? I feel great. Um, you know, I mean, we had uh, definitely some mistakes against Troy, but, um, you know, we showed up and uh, we we made it count. So I, I feel awesome. I, we needed that win for sure. Yeah, there was no coming back from three losses in the in the conference that we, especially getting one in the um, in the division. So that was definitely a must win game. Uh, now, Ryan and I got the chance to watch it together in the stadium, which is really cool. We'll talk about that a little bit later on as well. But uh, so, Tim, I haven't really talked to you a lot about the game since it happened. What was your take watching it from wherever you were? Um, I thought we did a pretty good job. I think uh, defense mostly showed up. We got some improvements we need on, obviously, passing defense. Our run defense still looked pretty great. Um, and I don't think the game was as close as the score, final score was. We spotted them 14. So right. take 14 away, they had 20, right? So yeah, yeah. defense were- holding someone to 20, I'll, I'll take that any day. Some bad decisions here and there from the from the sidelines kind of made it a little bit closer than it was, at least from an emotional standpoint there in the closing minutes of the game. But uh, to, to, to delve into that, you know, people still talk about our defense like kind of not looking good in that game. And I'm like, oh, I think they did. Like they only gave up 20 points. That's not that's not a crazy game to give up 20 points. That's I mean, it's not awesome, but it's not bad by any any, uh, you know, indication. So. Um, that fact that they only gave up 20, I think, is a good sign, not a bad sign. And another uh, good stat from that was uh, we only allowed 40 yards rushing in the game. Yeah, which, Jesus, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't even know that. <laughs> the second fewest yards you've given up, uh, thereby replacing East Carolina for the fewest yards, second place for fewest yards we've, we've given up. So, yeah, that was a, a good performance on defense there. But like I said, we'll get into Troy uh, um, in depth in a little bit. First, I wanted to go ahead and talk about the Coastal Carolina game coming up this Saturday because we do have, for the second time this season, a ranked opponent, uh, a ranked conference mate coming in to the stadium. And we have uh, uh, Hayden Bannock from fifth quarter, uh, Coastal Carolina Twitter account that kind of uh, – He's not a freshman. You, you said he was a freshman. He was a freshman. <laughs> he said he was in he was in school. That's all he said. <laughs> He's got a beard and everything, man. What are you talking about? Have you seen kids nowadays? These high school kids, they have beards. <laughs> you see the guys who recruit, they look like 35-year-old guys when they're committing to <laughs> So, yeah, it's a whole different thing. He may be 15. Or, all right, sorry. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, you run the fifth quarter uh, Coastal Carolina account for Twitter. So basically what you get to do is just really troll people online for, I don't know if it's like a paid gig, but you get to do it professionally, just troll people on, on the internet, right? Yeah, I, uh, I try not to troll because, you know, Twitter, you know, you say something, something bad happens, your team loses, you know, it's, it's going to come back at you, you're going to eat it later on. So I try to engage with, you know, with a whole lot of other fans um, from all these teams, um, kind of get a broad perspective of all these other schools, and I try to go visit all these schools. Um, like, I'm going State this weekend actually to watch the coastal game. Um, I was stopping at Southern. I made some people, you know, off that page. That page really made a whole lot of cool people, you know, just like you guys. 
Yeah, well, yeah, we are we are the coolest, obviously. When you go down to that game in Statesboro, make sure to not wear a mask, but a full hazmat suit, because that is a stanky, nasty, disgusting place. The blemish on the entire state of Georgia. And, and it's not because of Coro. It has nothing to do with it. No, it was actually, if, if anything, COVID actually made Statesboro a cleaner place, honestly. So, uh, yeah, but uh, talking about that, uh, yeah, you guys got to, to, to beat up on them last week, and that was fun to watch. That was. Um, it was very interesting. Um, the two main factors that were focusing on that game was I want to know is how are we going to handle success and not only how are we going to handle adversity? Because now we finally got right in the top 25 last week. So I said, okay, how are these kids going to handle – you know, they were begging to be in the top 25. They were begging for this national exposure. Now they're on college game day. And, you know, they have Pat McAfee's talking about them at the back shows. And we're sending Reese Davis and all these guys, you know, the coastal swag. So I said, we finally got the hype. How are we going to live up to it? Then Grayson McCall is out from injury. So I said, okay, now we're going to have a backup quarterback who was one of the guys that played last year. And, you know, very iffy throughout the year, um, very questionable, you know, um, passes. Um, but he, Coastal, not only did they handle success, but they handled adversity pretty well, pretty well last week. Look, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy you guys won, but I'm more happy about your celebration. Did, did you guys catch the, the the video of what they did in the locker room? They had a person dressed up as an eagle, and they uh, they like stone cold Steve Austin them. They they jumped from a from a whatever a high thing and broke a table on them. It was awesome. It was great. Oh yeah, the guy the guy doing the tackling was in jean shorts and a fake bald mask, and yeah, jumped up off of a ladder onto the table to to pound the eagle. And uh, yeah, that was actually a fair representation of that eagle. It looked like garbage. So <laughs> I've never seen anything more classy, and I I promise I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> Well, yeah, actually, uh, it turns out that was actually, I believe, I mean, Hayden, back me up on this if I'm wrong, that was actually Coastal getting back at Southern for doing the same thing to them a year or two ago uh, when Southern beat Coastal. They did a WWE-style smackdown in their locker room where they were beating up on a, a Chanticleer or a chicken or some same some foul. Is that right, Hayden? Uh, so I actually did not see that, but knowing that I'm, I'm definitely looking into it. And if that's the case, you know, that's, that's pretty dope. Just like it reminds me of Baker Mayfield, you know, planting the flag at the OSU. Right, right, right. It yeah, definitely so- seems familiar, David. I'm pretty sure that's that's spot on. I remember seeing a Southern video of that. Yeah, there's actually, if you check, there's a thread on the Sunbelt CSN BBS uh, board about, uh, th- about the Coastal's whole thing. And one of the Southern guys go back and, po- and post the actual tweet they did from a year or two ago where they did the exact same thing. So. Well, I'm sure when they did it, it was stupid. So. <laughs> it was dumb when they did it. This was just Coastal getting back and being like, see, we got your back. Stop making fun of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, watching that game against uh, Southern, yeah, it was uh, you know, tied there going into the half and everything. And then Coastal kind of broke away at the end. Uh, it was fun to watch uh, Southern lose as always. And I know you probably hear this all the time. And you're probably sick of talking about this. But when I, whenever I watch a game at Coastal, man, that teal field, that teal field. Now, I don't want to get into whether it's a good or bad thing. I'm just curious from a, a, a fan perspective, a student perspective, do you guys like it? I mean, do you genuinely like watching the games on the teal field? So I actually have a personal story with the teal field. Um, in high school, this was back five years ago, I started going to all these college camps, and I did three at Coastal. This was before they had the teal field, and I was a kicker and punter. They used to let the kickers and punters go out on the field and let all the skill positions go on the practice field. Well, they put in the teal field, you know, artificial turf and everything. I was like, awesome, I'm going to kick on this. That's beautiful. Nah, they put the kickers on the practice field and then put the skill position guy <laughs> on the game field. So I was pretty mad about that. But from a fan perspective, um, I'm just – I don't know if you guys know about this guy. He's a CFP campus tour. He goes to a different game every weekend, and I try to do the same as well. So going to all these different stadiums and fields, it's just a unique atmosphere that the Teal Field provides, just like, you know, Eastern Washington, Central Arkansas, you know, Boise State, Eastern Michigan. So it's it's very unique. Um, I don't get tired of it. Um, It's it's just really cool to look at. Now, is it easier – I'm assuming you're watching all the games by actually going to the stadium and watching, but if you watch games on TV, does it look better in real life than it does, like, on TV? Yeah, I've seen a lot of replays um, on ESPN and everything, and I, I think the video just doesn't do it justice. It looks it looks about ten times better in person. Yeah, my feed was messed up to crap last week as well, so it was pretty just garbage to look at, anyways. And so you mix that with it with the teal field, it looks pretty crappy. But uh, yeah, anyway, 
I'm not going to say whether it's bad or good. I don't, I'm sure you hear that all the time. Uh, I have my opinions that I talk about while you're not on here. So <laughs> David also loves work. David loves Boise's field too. So give you no, that there. No, 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 no. That's even harder, and because their uniforms are the exact same color, it's basically like you're looking at the racing stripes going along the field. You can't even see the players at all. But, it's almost cheating. <laughs> they're hiding for everybody. They got camouflage. About North Texas, do they cheat because they put on the same jersey color as like the green? You know, is that yeah. cheating too? I'm just curious. It, it is. Be. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, enough of the teal field because even that's boring me. Um, so Hayden, how how legit is this team? Five and zero, five and zero with a P five win, an FCS win, three and zero in conference. Is this a team uh, masquerading around? Or are they actually legit? So, like I said, last week, it pretty much answered a lot of my questions. Um, the last three years in the Sun Belt, you know, the last two years, we went two and six in the Sun Belt. year before that, we were one and seven. Now we already have three wins. So we've already, you know, exceeded all these goals. And You should, and- you should just stop now. You should just stop. Right now. Right now. Right now. <laughs> At least for a week. Take a week off. No big deal. No one will say anything negative about you. Hey, you told me, hey, you're going to lose to Georgia State, but you'll beat Appalachia State. I will be a hundred percent fine with that. He yeah, said on our podcast. You guys right. Our path to the conference championship uh, requires us beating you and you beating App State. So I'm all for you guys taking that loss this week and getting that App State win uh, whenever you play the next week or a couple weeks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm definitely definitely in the the right trend. We finally, I think last year is when we finally got to our full scholarship. Um, because, you know, when you transfer to the FBS, you have to take, I think it's a year off. Um, you're not at full scholarship until, I think, the second or third year. I'm not 100% sure on that, though. But we- oh, we're, we're fully familiar with it. I believe it's uh, one year of probation leaving FCS and then a year of probation entering FBS. So it's two years. And that third year is when you're finally able, bowl eligible and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. yeah. You guys, this is just your third year of, like, full FBS, right? Yeah, it's our third year. Yeah. Yeah. And, like. So we're kind of in the same boat. We both experienced uh, kind of painful starts to FBS with the, the win-loss record and everything. So, um, yeah, we know we know how you feel. We know it's like- I had to ask you, I was doing research. Actually, I'm sorry, this is our fourth year in FBS. Um, I was looking at the wins all time. Is How does Georgia State only have 38 wins all time? I, I was reading into that. So if you were to, to design a program from scratch and you said, what is the way – to be the worst possible team for 10 years, uh, Georgia State pretty much would be your roadmap. We, yeah. uh, uh, it's a long, long story, but effectively we did not start out with uh, the best goals in mind. Like there was no way that we were going to be a successful FCS team. FBS should have been the plan from the very beginning. And we didn't operate the program that way. And then we were lucky by getting an invite to the Sun Belt in what year three or something. Uh, we weren't prepared. Our roster was garbage. That first year in FBS, zero wins. So we've been clawing our way up. And we'll talk about this later on. But now our coach got an extension this year. It's the first time we've given a coach extension in our 10 year, 11 year history now. So. Well, and he's got, and 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 it's important to point out we're excited about Sean Elliott. We're happy he got an extension. He has a losing record. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> figure right there. He's got a losing record, but 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 we see where he's taken, like where he started the program, or where he started his tenure with the program, and where he's taking us, and we're all excited about it because there's 38 wins in our lifetime. I mean, it's it's terrible. So the winningest coach in uh, Georgia State history with two bowl appearances, and still we're batting below 500. Yep. So. But we figure didn't come here to talk about us. We brought you here to talk about Coastal. So, um, yeah, you mentioned a comment about the quarterback, Grayson McCall, being out last week. It sounds like he's probably going to be out this week as well. Uh, how much faith you got in your backup coming in to play a full four quarters again? Well, so, like I said, you know, watching him last year, there was a couple games where, you know, make some better choices and probably got a different outcome. Um, last week, um, you know, 15 for 28, 252 yards, three touchdowns and two interceptions. Um I did see some bad throws. I did see some reads that, you know, McCall would have made a lot better and would have been a different position you know, where he might have got another touchdown or two and probably a pick less. Um, watching Fred Payton last year, uh, I was kind of worried going into the Georgia Southern game. 
Um, but the way he kind of found a way, and it wasn't really the Russian. What I'm more so worried about is our Russian, you know. We only, if I'm pretty sure, we only got 122 yards last week. Um, C.J. Maribel had 19 carries for 19 yards, and he's supposed to be, you know, our guy when it comes to rushing. So I feel like I think Georgia State, if I'm not mistaken, they give up three, what is it, three, 485 yards a game. Hey, 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 take, take Arkansas State out of that and tell me that's again. All, that's all in the air. It's not on the ground. You know, if you want to beat us, you got to throw the ball. If you're going to run the ball, you're not going anywhere all day long. It's going to be a long day it, for it, it also happened against Arkansas State. That I mean, they, they're such an outlier. Like, if you go look at that game, those stats are nuts. Ridiculous. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Uh, Georgia State actually allows 97 yards um, on the ground on average. So we're going to really have to rely on the on the air again. And you'll be very successful at that. No, but what, well, <laughs> that's what me and David were talking about um, at the game, actually, when Troy's quarterback went out early, we were like, well, our kryptonite is actually backup quarterbacks. Um, they seem to come out and just air it out. And like instead of, you know, passing the ball in the first play, they air it out like 30 yards. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's just it seems to be our kryptonite that we can't figure out backup quarterbacks. And that's actually an Atlanta thing. We're getting the water tested. Uh, the Falcons also can't play against that quarterbacks. So it's, uh, it's not exclusive to Georgia State. Uh, one thing I noticed this season, and uh, tell me what, if this has been going on for a while, you've been doing quite a bit of option-style uh, offense this year. Is that something that Coastal has been doing? I don't, I'm not really smart when it comes to like what X's and O's type thing are, but I've definitely noticed a lot of option stuff going on with Coastal. Is that, is that part of the playbook, or is this new? So I've been going to the games uh, probably ever since I was in middle school. Um, and I haven't really seen the option. The option has actually been there for the last three years now. We had it actually ran a decent a bit last year. And it was actually really successful. Ran it some the year before, not a whole lot. But I did see it, I did see it a lot last year. Okay, okay. Well, I guess then we'll be prepared for that. We have, you know, obviously play Southern as the big rival every year, and that's their bread and butter. So getting another option offense on the – books before we play them is always a good chance to get the guys a little experience but uh yeah it's just, just something i wasn't expecting after watching a couple of games this year uh tim you got something you want to ask Aiden? i mean are you guys at all nervous about southern i feel like southern fans this year don't feel confident at all i think they're even though their team has three wins they're down on their team do you feel like at half we guys were tied up uh, i don't know this is a tough one like we might not pull this one out yeah, that, that's uh, that's exactly how I was feeling. Now, even before the game, even when I knew, you know, when I thought Grayson was starting, I said, okay. You know, granted that we only had, you know, five Sunbelt wins, and Southern was indeed one of those Sunbelt wins in previous years. But I was like, you know, I want to know how they, how can this team handle all the success and exposure? You know, luck, I mean, they ended up doing really good, especially with the backup quarterback. You know, But at halftime, though, it was 14-14. I was like, man, I don't know. It just – it kind of had that feeling. Um, we um, and we got we, we got a fumble, and then immediately after, instead of you know stick him in a grave, we you know we threw a pick. Yeah, we're uh, good at that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Ryan? You got a question? No, I don't have. I don't have questions. I'm more chit chatty, man. You know. Okay, you're just, you're just there for the comic relief part. <laughs> I wish we could have could have gotten a funnier person with that that. Uh, oh boy. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, Hayden, um, crap, I did have a question for you. Now I'm going to go to my BS question. So uh, I kind of like the Chanticleer as a mascot name. Like, it's a weird mascot. It's a really weird mascot. But I've, I've made fun of it quite a bit. But the uniqueness of it, I kind of dig. Like, is that like a, a sense of pride over there in Conway? You guys proud to be the the weird named mascot? Dude, it is um, the Chanticleer. It is so it's an imaginary rooster, you know, told in the Canterbury Tales. Um, it's very unique. It sticks out. Um, me and my friends have a whole lot of inside jokes of you know stuff that's happened on campus. Um, it's it's really cool. Um, I love you know you know there's a lot of well there's a lot of tigers. You know you got LSU, Auburn, you know Clemson. There's only one Chanticleer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. don't that's true. <laughs> jumping up anytime soon to become like a, you know, that's we need to become the Chanticleers as well. Yeah, like, like right. we talked. To, we 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 uh, touched on it a little last week, isn't it? Just um, like a play on words with the Gamecocks. It is actually. It, it did come. So we want. When we broke off from South Carolina. We wanted to, you know, kind of keep a similar mascot. You know, they have the Gamecocks. So I don't know how they came up with the Chanticleer. Have absolutely no idea. Um, fun fact, though, in Tennessee, in Eastern Tennessee, there's actually a hotel called the Shawnee Clear Inn. 
Interesting. Well, that, that works out well. So All right. I mean, building that brand, right? Uh, I know the question I wanted to ask you before. So, you know, the way that Sunbelt's broken up is actually pretty convenient geographically because you've got all these teams, two teams from each state, basically. Now, uh, Coastal and Appalachia State are considered those two travel partners, but not really the same state, unless you consider Carolinas to be one state like um, the Carolina Panthers do. Um, do you guys have a rivalry? I mean, is, is that like a natural rivalry with Appalachian State or is that just kind of something kind of forced by the conference? So I feel like it's pretty natural. Um, me being from North Carolina, you know, I have a genuine passion and hate for Appalachian State. Um, you know, personally, being from Ohio and Michigan, um, I hate them more than I do Ohio State. And that, you know, that says something, being from the area that I'm from. Um, the conference, it does kind of, you know, geographically, you know, that's, it is kind of a rival because, you know, even though I'm pretty sure uh, Georgia Southern is that it might be a little bit closer, but obviously, you know, that's state and even Southern and App State, you know. But for us, a lot of the kids at, at campus, um, a lot of the athletes here, you know, they just have a, you know, they also have a hate for Appalachian State. It's always the most hype game for the year, whether it's women's soccer, volleyball. You know, our volleyball game last year against App State was darn near, darn near sold out. You know, all the frats, sororities, every, all the athletes, they all went to that game, caused ruggers. We just have – most people have a, a hate for App State here. I probably have the most um, – just do not like those guys whatsoever. <laughs> um, you know, growing up, like I said, being from North Carolina, um, I knew people that, you know, dated players for that team, and, you know, they always talked all this smack. And then once they played a relevant team, you know, the team in FBS, you know, they usually got beat, except for, you know, last year when – they played South Carolina. Ryan Helensky decided to go with student section. I don't know what the heck North Carolina did. Oh yeah, North Carolina, Michigan. Like we we, Michigan. we have a list now. <laughs> they, yeah. they sort of tend towards it. Yeah, so. they had an absurd year last year, beating UNC and USC both in the same season. <sighs> but That's the Sun Belt last year did too. Didn't Co Coastal beat somebody right, like Kansas or something? Yeah. Kansas. Kansas, we beat Tennessee. I mean, the Sun Belt had a crazy year last year against uh, G5 team, P5 teams. And then Coastal went and did it again this year in week one. Uh, beat up. I say beat up. It wasn't a huge win. It was just a uh, – Whatever. A win's a win. That's well, all anybody sure, cares sure about. Yeah, well, I'm wrong. No, it's a 15-point win against uh, Kansas. So, yeah, that's a great way to start the season. We up up precedence. three, so we were up by 25 early. Uh, you let them come back in. You felt bad yeah. for them. Yeah, two years in a row – yeah, you know, these Kansas guys. Kansas I don't pay attention to uh, a lot of things outside of my own sphere of influence. So is it Kansas or Kansas State that, that's the good one? Which is it, which one is the good one? Kansas State. Kansas State. Kansas State. So, okay, so you're, you're, you're picking on, like, uh, Vanderbilt or something. You're not really – Right. Being... <laughs> no, I'm Whoa, I'll take a win against Vanderbilt any day. No, that, that, that's a huge win. That's a huge win. Both both back-to-back -back wins, I'm sure. And that was a, a two-and-one, so – You've played them twice out in Kansas. Now they've licking their wounds and two losses. They've got to fly out to Conway and play you guys next year, right? Yes, they, yes, they do. Um, so with the Kansas game, I was kind of, you know, I didn't think we would. I thought we might get one out of that series. You know, being less miles, I said, we might get the first one. But I said once less miles gets his boys coming in, maybe not. And then this year, you know, Les has some of his guys in there and just, I mean, just blew him out from the get go. You know, we let, we let him come back at the end, but first three quarters was not closed. That's definitely going to be an all eyes on Coastal next year in that game uh, at Kansas coming in there. That's going to be a big win. How big of a stadium do you guys play in? How many seats you guys got going in there? We have uh, 21,000. 21,000. And didn't you guys have like that billionaire head coach for a while? Was that you guys? Yeah, that's us. Yep, Joe Magolio. Yeah, he's got – Um, he's actually the – I don't know if he still is, but he was the CEO of TG Ameritrade. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yep. They do commercials. <laughs> yeah, commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still the head coach? Is that still the head coach? No, he is not. It's Jamie Chadwell, but he – I can't remember his – he's still – gave him some kind of title. Yeah, I can't remember the title, but he's still, is still involved with the football program. Yeah, money he gave him the – he donated so much money he can be called whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> billionaire associated with your program, you keep that person as close to the program as long as you possibly can. Well, then we had another donor, um, a random donor. I can't remember his name, but I think he finally came up with his name. It gave us a 95,000. 
Um, he's a 30 year old and the donation won't roll in until I'm pretty sure, I think it's a million a year. And after he passes away, we'll get the rest of it. Like I said, he's 30. So dude, why do you make that stuff public knowledge? You know, there's going to be some booster <laughs> fan out there that has a sniper rifle. I mean, we were talking about South Carolina here, you know, going to go out there and just like pop this guy and be like, oh, we got it now. Yeah, oh, Florida, man. Come on. In the stadium now, 42,000 seats now, buddy. Thank uh, you. Everyone was saying, everyone was saying that uh, someone's going to find him with a, uh, a teal bullet in him. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Pay> up. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's some last call talk, guys. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's not language, but uh, Jesus. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tim, you got anything else while I, while I look through my notes? I was going to see, how do you guys feel about App State this year? I think they're down a little bit. We both have struggled against them. Neither of us have beat them. I think right. this is the year either of our teams can actually compete and take a win away. Yeah, I do too. Um, when I first, you know, I usually hit with, I'm not at a game, I'll have three TVs going and I'll try to watch, you know, as much games as I can. And when I started picking out of the App State, the first couple games against, you know, I can't remember who they played first, but they played Campbell and Marshall. I was like, this is not the same App State team from years past. I, and I wish that we played them early. You know, I wish we right. had over. I wish we had them at that point. I don't want them to, you know, for Mike Evans and Thomas to, you know, start getting better, slowly progressing. And then, because we don't play them until November 21st. And I was like, man, I wish we had them early on. But then again, you know, their best receiver, you know, he is out for the year. He opted out. Uh, I don't care. I don't care if the quarterback and Mike Evans is out. I don't care if the kicker's out. As long as we beat them. I don't care, but see, App State and Coast, I feel like it's one of those to where it's it's like Michigan and Ohio State. You see that name, and you get that oh crap mentality, and you just you see that name on the jersey, and you just can't beat them. It's I think we're zero and five against them now. Yeah, well, that's we, why I, 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 you're a man after my own heart. I, even during the game, I'm like, you know, I hope the quarterback gets cramps and doesn't come back until the end of the game. Because, you know, like, I don't want him to get, like, real hurt. But if he just doesn't get to play, that's fine. That won't go down in the record book. As long as we get that W, I don't – I just don't care. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't root for injuries, but, you know, we'll play the team you put on the field. And if that field does not have – you're starting everything, so be it. But, like, also, like, Ryan, cramps, I want cramps, not, like, you know, a real injury. Just don't come back today. Yeah. But like Ryan said, we have a huge problem against backup quarterbacks. We're not really good against those guys. That's true. <laughs> we'll try to take care of that state and you can uh, finish them up. You, it looks like you have them the week after. So there we go. There we go. We'll bruise them up for you and you can uh, finish them off. Yeah. Now they do travel pretty well when they came. Cause now we're at, you know, limited capacity where we only, we only allow 5,000 and that includes the team's staff. So roughly you're looking at maybe 4,000, maybe a couple, maybe a couple hundred here and there, but um, even Southern Southern had a decent little fan base come out for that game. They have nothing better to do with their lives. That one, I'm sure they weren't decent. Exactly. <laughs> they, they, and I actually, um, I actually sat next to a, to a Southern fan. Um, she's actually giving me tickets to the uh, South Alabama game. So they, they got some good, just like App State. You know, there's, I, there's a few that you know. I'm like, all right, you're you're one of the good ones, but the rest of y'all, the rest of y'all are horrible. You yeah. Know? Well, you said she. I hope you got tested afterwards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, guys, you guys have been putting up a crap ton of points this year. Um, right. And you put up 52 points against Arkansas State in a win. We put up 52 points against Arkansas State in a loss. So I feel like this game could be really, really interesting, depending on – it's going to be not necessarily uh, which – I mean, it's which team scores more, but it's going to come down to which team prevents the other team from scoring as much. This is going to be a – defense will win this game for us, and hope to God special teams does not come into a play because if it does – you guys can just like you know march right back to Conway with a win. <laughs> yeah, so defense, you know, our defense line we have CJ Brewer, um, Jeffrey Gunner, and um, Jackson. I can't pronounce his first, I'm not gonna try it, but respectively, they have three and a half sacks, three and a half sacks, two and a half, and then combined, you're looking at I think it's 15 tackles for losses between the three. Um, and then you have our one of our guys, um, our cornerback, Jordan Strong, three picks actually is tied for first in the FBS. He leads that category. So I think defense is, it's not going to be a high scoring game. It's not going to be a 52 to 56, um, like your Arkansas state, especially with the backup quarterback. Um, I expect maybe a 31 to 27 type game. I don't, I don't expect either team to blow either one out. Um, I definitely don't shoot out. Well, either way, I expect my heart to be racing and my emotions to be going up and down the entire time during this game. It's going to be another one that, uh, I mean, 
for whatever reason, the teams I cheer for just make a roller coaster out of it. But you said you're um you're, you're coming down to Atlanta for the game. Yes, I am. All right, I like to invite you over to Ryan's house. We do a little pregame over there. We can walk to the stadium from his house. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just go ahead and back him up on that. I'll, I'll actually invite you. Uh, I live like two blocks from the stadium, and we uh, we've been tailgating in my house. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, yeah. Uh, so, are you getting down? Uh, you get come down that morning, or are you come down the night before? What's your what's your uh, plan? So, like I said before, um, I try to go to all these different colleges. Um, I'm actually going to Marshall on November 14th for their 50th uh, anniversary of the plane crash. But so Thursday night, um, I already told my professors, like, hey, I'm going to Zoom class that day. I'm going down to Washington football. So Thursday night, I'm going to South Alabama at Georgia Southern. I've never been to okay. never been to a game yesterday either. So I'm going to drive over Friday, uh, check out UGA and GT, check out the Hall of Fame, maybe a high school game if they're if they're allowing fans or selling tickets for them. Um, but no, I'll, I'll be there early Friday. Oh, cool. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Well, yeah, seriously, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you the info, whatever. Maybe we can meet up at the game or something like that. But yeah, um, you guys got anything else for him before we let him go? Um, earlier, you were mentioning uh, a Russian attack. Is that like a guy in a tracksuit and a gold chain? <laughs> or is it like um, weapons of mass destruction? Like, what are we talking about with a Russian attack? <laughs> <laughs> When you when you say uh, that attack, you know, talking about defense, not you know the actual you know the Russians, but you know. no, I'm just messing with you, man. You got that southern accent going. I do, you know, being from the Midwest, but I've lived here for 16 years, so I've started to pick up a little bit. Yeah, you you've blended in with the natives, huh? I, and- Excellent. <laughs> uh, or, are, are, do you follow basketball for uh, coastal as well? I do. Um, I go to the games. All right, cool, cool. Maybe we'll have you uh, on here for whatever basketball season has for us as well to talk about those games uh, whenever they may be. Yeah, I think I read it's going to start, what, January 1st or December 31st, and you're going to play each other four times? Yeah, that's actually something I was going to bring up, but, yeah, I'm glad you brought it up here. Uh, it The math does not work out. So was it Pat Ford on Twitter says that uh, – I don't. Uh, Tim Ryan, I'm not sure if you saw this at all – they said the basketball schedule are going to be playing uh, divisional only. Uh, you play each team in your division four times, twice back to back. Like you'll do a like so with Coastal, it'd be like a, a Friday Saturday at Coastal, and then later in the season a Friday Saturday against Coastal in Atlanta. Except for your end state or your travel partner rival, so Southern, we'd still only play twice total. So you play every other team in your division four times. And you play uh, your in-state rival or whatever travel partner two times. That math does not include Arlington or Little Rock playing basketball, and there are not divisions in Sun Belt basketball. So even if minor details. So so they they say Pat Ford says an eighteen game season. If even if you move South Alabama over to the east and use football divisions, that's twenty two games. So I don't know where he was getting this information from or what it is, but that's what the rumor is right now. Well, people aren't into sports because they're good at math. So <laughs> I feel like math's a pretty good, pretty important component to sports. Yeah, maybe <laughs> a lot of counting at least. <laughs> I mean, also I'm into sports, so yeah, you're not in basketball though. So we don't care oh yeah, not not the round ball, no, not the round ball, yeah. not any kind of round ball really. Excellent. Well, uh, thanks, Aiden, for for joining us here, and uh, hopefully we get to see you on Saturday and talk to you again sometime. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely uh, shoot me the uh, the address or something, and I'll be glad to get there whatever time and you know shoot some bull and maybe drink some beer. That sounds good, man. Thanks, Aiden. Hey, thank you, guys. Right, see you, dude. See ya. All right, cool. Well, that went a lot better than I expected. So that was awesome. Yeah. Not a freshman. Not a freshman. I didn't say yeah. he was a freshman. <laughs> I know, but I had I had to give you crap for it. Um, it sounds good because it was funny. I said, I hope he's not a freshman. <laughs> I know, but it made me laugh. I was like, I oh, his- immediately he had a beard, and I was like, not a freshman. Let's let's like give David shit for this. You, I don't know where you get his beard thing. Just because you still can't grow a beard yet does not mean that having a beard makes you older than eighteen. Nope, it does. I like his uh, passion for going to all these football games, minus the fact he's going to Southern twice. I don't know why anyone would do that, but well, you know, ask him again after he goes to Southern once if he's actually going to stick around and go to them a second time because you'll probably be like, uh, "No, been there once, been there, done that." 
I've never been and have no intentions of going. I've been. Best game ever. 34-7, right? Yeah, it was, but I we heard your stories about that game. And, uh, best game uh, ever. And, and could have got killed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Best game ever. I almost died. <laughs> the important thing is you didn't. Yeah, that's true. So they were nice. They just need to get more drunk and realize they're actually going to lose. Then they were friendly. Yeah, uh, every Southern fan will never believe they're going to lose anything. They are the most arrogant people I've ever come across. But beyond them, back to the Coastal game coming this week. Uh, this was supposed. To, this is a Halloween game. This was supposed to be a fun game for tailgating and everything before the world went to crap. Um, do you think that we'll have – what's the turnout going to be like at this game? I, I mean, not great. Uh, I mean, it was it was never going to be great, COVID or not. Um, I mean, I, I know that kind of sucks. But what are we like two and two right now? Is that right? This game was originally scheduled to be on Thursday before uh, the world to crap. So even if it was on Saturday, still we probably wouldn't be doing so hot on on uh, attendance. Are you gonna wear a costume, Ryan? No. Come on. I'm gonna I'm wear sure. my Georgia State outfit. I'm sure you're gonna, you're gonna go as a disappointing man. <laughs> uh no no i'm gonna go as a uh, a fan that that um i don't know i don't know what i'm saying going as a winner going as a winner okay yeah thank you i couldn't get there but <laughs> i just couldn't bring myself to say that in a cynical way <laughs> all right so yeah um ryan you kind of touched on this when we first started uh and as i was talking to hayden there um defense is going to be the difference maker in this game and after the arkansas state loss there was a lot of talk about our defense you know, reverting back to the crap we were last year. Um, after this Troy game, has that defense as with Fuquay back there calling plays? Are we, are we back? Are we back to that defense we thought we had at the beginning of the season, Ryan? Yeah, no. I mean, I I think that the big difference in Arkansas State is like Fuquay wasn't there, right? I mean, you have your defensive coordinator absent and all of a sudden your defense goes to shambles, then, I mean, it's a pretty easy excuse. I mean, it's it's probably not even an excuse. It probably is the exact reason it happened. And then the very next game, you bounce back, you only let them score 20 points when they were pretty potent. I mean, they were airing it out. They were, they were not, um, they were making big plays. And um, we still seem to stop them when it mattered. Um, and so I think, I, you know, I don't think there's a, I, I don't think there's a problem with our defense. I think our defense is going to step up as long as Fuquay is there. Um, we're, we're good to go. Well, yeah, hopefully Fuquay is spending this entire week focusing on the secondary and preventing those big pass plays from giving up. But if we do that, does is that at the sacrifice of the run defense? I don't know how football works. Um Tim, uh, how do you feel about this game going into it? I feel pretty confident, just like Troy. Um, Fuque is back in the saddle. He's calling the plays. I think he probably has some good game film to now study from multiple games where he's given up pretty big passes, even the game he wasn't there. You know, hopefully we can coach up the team a little bit, stop the big plays. I mean, small, medium plays, okay. Right, but we can't get, be giving up forty plus yards, thirty-five yards on pass plays. It's just not a good recipe for winning, especially you know, Coastal's obviously a huge step up in offense, right? Right, right. Yeah, well, my fear is I feel pretty confident about this game, but every time I feel confident about a Georgia State game is when it goes to absolute crack and we get completely blown out. Okay, and don't feel confident. Yeah. So my my take on this game is uh, I. I, there's no way I can give a score prediction on this game because I feel like it's either going to be uh, like a close, good matchup. Both teams going ahead just like it was against Troy, more like Arkansas State, really, that back and forth kind of thing. Or we're going to get completely blown out like our history dictates with most of our games we've had in the past. I, I, don't, I don't know how it's going to go. I'm nervous about it. I'm scared. Well, and I think with, with- – with Troy, I think scared it was the first. Confident. There we go. Scared but confident is a, a possible uh, is a possible uh, episode title. Troy, Troy, Troy was the first game that I I sort of was disappointed in our gameplay. I thought our offense was was really shaky. Um, I thought everyone just needed to settle down, loosen up a little bit. Everyone was playing real rigid and tight, and um, it 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 like wasn't. It wasn't working for us, and um, it, it's the first game that I've seen our offense come out there and really just not play well. So I'm really hoping that we can see them bounce back. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I, Good. I yeah. Yes. I can't. Yes, I agree. Let's <laughs> look at the. Uh, I was just looking at the Lions. So it looks like cool. Coastal's cool. now favored. Cool. Was that? Looks like Coastal's now favored two and a half. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. So originally, like Ben posted, money's shifting. Well, Ben posted something saying that Georgia State was actually favored in this game by one point when the first lines were coming out. Uh, I don't know which uh, Vegas site he was going to, but I need to find out because that's where I want to go place all my bets. Russian uh, Vegas site, maybe? Yeah, because ESPN. Ah, 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 I heard you. I heard it. ESPN uh, sites and everywhere else I looked at the same time were all having uh, a two-and-a-half-point favorite to, uh, to Coastal in the game. But, yeah, I think it's kind of stated that. It's stated about two-and-a-half, three points for Coastal at this point. I think that's fair. I'll take it, though, man. That's not – That's. I mean, that's a, that's a pick em, right? I mean – that's fine. I'll, I'll take. I'll take that. I think it'd be a pick 'em if uh, we were being. Uh, if that was at their house, but coming here, you know, you get that three points on the field goal uh, for being the home team. So effectively, what they're saying is uh, coastal by a touchdown on a neutral site. Yeah, but they're not on a neutral site, so they're what they're effectively saying is the two and a half points. Pick 'em. Like not with Noel Ruiz on the field. He'll He's gold, the- right? Oh, goal. Or is he? I don't know. He made a field goal, right? Yeah, I think a lot of the predictions looking at Panther Talk and just on online, uh, Georgia State fans, we are a fickle bunch. Nothing if not consistent. It's like all blowout wins. It's like, oh, 52 14, 48 10. Like everyone's predicting big blowouts. I just don't see that being that way. Uh, If if it's a blowout win, it's going to go not in our favor. Well, like, where the hell have you guys been like the entire career? Like, I mean, What's his face that was just here? Uh, <laughs> was just saying thirty-eight wins in our history, you know. And it's like, what are you guys? What are you predicting here? This is a rank. Like, well, it's funny we're talking about the same people that go on the message board and say fire Fuquay because we have no defense, and then they say forty-eight, fourteen win. Like, uh, how did you hold the ranked number twenty team to fourteen points? points? Drugs, so, let man, alone drugs. special teams. Jesus, special teams is going to give up a couple. Uh, turnovers were a huge thing in the Troy game, like for both teams. Yeah, more so for them. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Tim, this is your area of expertise, so I wanted to toss this one to you. Uh, we may have our uniform decision for the game this week. Smurfs. See, that's the problem. All blue. Like the picture they posted was all blue: blue helmet, blue jersey, blue pants, blue balls. Okay, I love it. I ooh, not that, not a big fan of that. But uh, no, I, I love the all blue look. But people call that the Smurf look, and I'm, I guess maybe if you're at a nudist resort, that's the, uh, <laughs> that's the Smurf look. But the Smurf, if you're gonna call it look the Smurf look, that should be the white helmet, the white thing. Yeah. Sure, a white helmet. You're right, and and white pants. Right, that's the Smurf look. Yeah. So yeah. I was I was wondering, would it be? Do you think the NCAA would allow it? If we win the Smurf look, the white, blue, white, that allow just the quarterback to be in red, blue, white, blue, sorry, red, blue, red, so we could have a Papa Smurf on the field with the rest of the Smurfs. David, David, we Whoa. have to, we have to do this. We have to, we have to. Let's create a Change.org petition and <laughs> and get this thing going because you're brilliant, my friend. <laughs> We've never had a red helmet. This is like why we're friends is these ideas. And I feel like it's not come out in this podcast until just now. There we go. It's only been (laughs) 10 years in the making. (laughs) I personally don't see it as the Smurfs. I just see it as pure blue Panthers. Yeah. The Blue Rangers. I do do like all blue. We've talked about it before, but I'm not sure which one's my favorite. It's either all blue or it's all white. But doing one of the all primary colors is my favorite. You can do those uniforms. I'll never complain about that any day. So. White minus the new helmet. Yeah, just the helmet, just the just half the helmet. Half the helmet. <laughs> just half the helmet. <laughs> just the one sticker, really. David will be happy if we cut the helmet in half and have one sucks. Players might not be okay with that, but you know we'll be better off. Like some Mad Max style helmet where you have like you know I'm gonna protect my entire brain on the left side. The right exposed to shotguns is great. Yeah. Uh, I've got a conspiracy theory I wanted to talk to you guys about. All right. So at, if we want to play in the Sun Belt Conference Championship this game, this season, 
Uh, we have got to beat Coastal, we've got to beat App, and we've got to beat Southern, all right? We, then we need Southern to beat App, and we need App to beat Coastal. Mm-hmm. All right, the last game of the season before the championship has been moved, it's now Southern versus App. If everything comes into play and all we need is Southern to beat App, if those Southern players go out in the field and they know that if they beat App, we go to the conference championship, but if they lose, App goes to the conference championship. Do you think conference? Do you think Southern tanks that game just to keep us out of the conference championship? Absolutely not. One hundred percent no. They hate App more than they hate us, so they will win. They um, like winning. They no, really they, like winning a lot. Uh, they, they really do. They hate us. They respect App, and no matter what. If, if they do play their hearts out and they lose that game in a last second, you know those Southern fans will be like, yeah, we did it just so Georgia State couldn't be in the championship. Yeah, yeah. No, they'll say that. That's pretty I, I'll give you that, but they're not going to lose a game on purpose, I don't, especially not to App State. They're not going to just like, no, they're not going to tank the game. I think right. that's silly. All right, well, we got to do our part first, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of pieces to that whole thing. Maybe we'll be revisiting uh, uh, this whole conspiracy theory in December. And you guys were all mad at me for rooting for uh, Ooh La La against Coastal, and now you're you're giving me this pathway to uh, this crazy no, path to the championship. That was the whole point of my whole thing because I when I realized that Southern I, we needed Southern to beat App, I was kind of like, well, I don't want that to happen. Oh, they're gonna <laughs> they're just gonna throw the game. They're going to throw the game because they don't want us to win. They don't want to win the championship. But, yeah. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about the Troy game before we move on? Um, Probably, but I can't think of it now. Oh, and yeah, I'll, I'll just bring it up. The watch Big part. stat. No, the big stat tonight. Two wins in a row against Troy. Two wins Ooh. in a row against Troy. Yes. Yeah. Streak. And if we beat Coastal this week, that'll be a, uh, two wins in a row. That'll be a streak as well. Nice. Yeah, I okay. think it's, uh, uh, we're th- we're the two and one against Coastal. Uh, I think it's the only team in conference or only team we have a winning record against. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Beat those teal chickens. Uh, but no, uh, the watch party at the stadium was awesome. I mean, if the weather had been more cooperative, it would have been a lot better. But it was yeah. it was great. There were uh, a number of people there. It wasn't a huge crowd by any means, but I think the weather played a part of that. Uh, but it was cool. I think that if they do that again, it could really become a fun way to watch the game because uh, Ryan and I took our kids down there and we went right out there, set our t- free beach tiles they gave us right out in midfield, planning to watch the game. The kids were running around. It's actually a lot of families that brought kids out. And if that field had been there for the kids to run around in the game, parents could have had a great time watching the game without worrying, wearing your kids out, letting them pass out. Right. Home. Yeah. World's they biggest playpen, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say that there were some weird logistic decisions by Georgia State in there. Uh, like what? So, Tim, where they had you come in there is that uh, entrance, I guess it's to the university club now. It used to be the 755 club, that that uh, entrance in the doorway before you get the turnstile or right at the turnstiles. Mm-hmm. They had you come in there. You could not go left to go towards the team store and the, the, the new seats they built. You had to go right. And as soon as you go right, there's a concession stand that's open, very limited, fine. Beer, sodas, water, pizza, chips, or whatever. Then they have you go all the way over. They have you go up to section two and walk all the way around to that those midfield seats. And that's where that they had. I mean, you could literally sit anywhere, but that's where they walked you to effectively. That concession stand was the only one that was open. It was way far away. So if you wanted to get up and get another beer or whatever, you had a long We'll be back in 10 minutes. See ya. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm sure they have buckets. They need to sell, sell buckets. That would be a great idea. Uh, but well, no, I told David I almost brought my uh, my uh, stadium bag, my clear stadium bag, full of ice. I I, I considered it, you know, man. and just been like buy a couple beers and and then go sit out on the field. Because imagine if we were on the field, how far that walk would be. Oh yeah, because we were, we were walking down with our daughters, and we're kind of like, um, if you gotta go potty, you need to let me know before you know it. Because yeah. <laughs> walk back and a lot of stairs to get up there, uh, you know. So I'm sure there was a reason for it. Probably the routes with the number of security guards they needed to have, or something like that. 
maybe if it became a bigger thing with more people, it'd be a little bit more open. Space, yeah. It was cool. It was very cool. I hope they continue doing it. Uh, obviously, it'll be getting colder in the next couple of months. I'm not sure how many fans will want to come out for that, but I thought the it was, awesome. was um Like even though it was rainy, the 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 temperature was like perfect. It was beautiful out there under the under the uh, the stands was was wonderful. So yeah, yeah, we did get, we did get kicked off the field because of lightning in the area. Um, Immediately, <laughs> I really yeah. the game yeah. even started. They're like, we know you. We'll have to kick you off. There's lightning there. Like, cool, cool, cool. And then, sure enough, they come over and they do it. And I'm like walking up the stairs, and I look up. I'm like, I missed kickoff. It's like our first play of the of the game. I'm like, crap, I missed the kickoff of the game. But man, that there. rain, man, that rain center was serious. But I, I missed kickoff of the game, uh, the two home games, just because I've been like walking over from Ryan's house as well. So. You got a pregame, man. I've not, I've not seen a kickoff from that stadium at all, but yeah. yeah, it's pretty hard to see kickoffs. So, yeah, yeah. All right, well, we'll we're you know 50 minutes in. Let's uh, take a look at uh, how the rest of the conference fared over uh, last week. Uh, App State put an absolute hurt on Archie State, 45 to 17. Uh, so maybe App State is a lot more formidable than we thought they were earlier in the season. Uh, maybe Arc State is not as uh, formidable as they appeared to us. Yeah, or our defense just is uh, not as good as App State's defense. Um, Lafayette uh, won a nail-biter with UAB by four points. Screw those guys. A little surprising. I thought UAB would take that one. Yeah, I people really, called really that like thought, a big win. I really thought UAB was going to win that game. And that wasn't you know, hating on Lafayette. I just really thought UAB was going to win that game. Uh, we Coastal Carolina doubled up the score on Southern. Uh, South Alabama beat up on Monroe. Poor Monroe, man. Those guys, other than us, they probably won't win a game this season. No, we have to win that game. <laughs> We've got Monroe Watch 2020. There when is, will they win? There is no game we can lose the rest of the season. And then BYU put the smack down on Texas State. But Texas State, poor season for them. But Oh, well. I think it's your curse, man. You were like all about Texas State, and now they can't win. I ba- I backed off. I stopped cheering for them. I was like, all right, they they're just crap now. They still get, keep on getting beat. Uh, yeah. So there were some power rankings that came out. Twenty four seven did theirs. I think it's pretty fair. Georgia State's in fifth place behind Coastal, Appalachian, Lafayette, Arkansas State, and us. It makes sense. You've got Coastal and App at top. The two teams that beat us next than us southern right behind us i would say maybe you put south alabama ahead ahead of southern because mm-hmm. south alabama has two wins and southern only has the one but i'm fine with it but i mean we pretty much never move Georgia just kind of stays fifth place in power rankings that's where we are it's our lot in life we're locked in i guess to fifth yeah yeah it's gotta be win gotta be the chance man then people will see I know it's early, but the interesting thing, if you look at the Sunbelt standings, uh, East and West, uh, Lafayette, with all their fame and glory they've had this season with being ranked and everything, uh, they're actually second place in the West right now. They currently are not uh, representing the West in the, the conference championship. Who are they behind? South Alabama, right? South Alabama is 2-0 in conference play, and Lafayette's 2-1. and one. So they've won. Wait, who, who has South Alabama played? Uh, probably Monroe and Texas State. Actually, I think, twice. I think it's Monroe and Texas State. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Okay. But, I mean, numbers are numbers. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's true. That's are. a true statement. <laughs> I just I find it very amusing that uh, with all the hype that Lafayette's got, they're actually not currently representing. Like, if COVID comes down and says, all right, we're doing the conference championship last game of the season, it's Coastal and USA. It's not Lafayette in that game. <laughs> Which would be hilarious. Like, I don't want that to happen. It would be but, terrible. But that would be hilarious. Uh, the game's coming up this next week. Um, South Alabama's at Southern. So that's a chance for South Alabama to maintain their superiority over Lafayette. Uh, Southern is favored by five and a half. I don't know. Goes, I mean, go, South so, Alabama beat Texas go, State and the ULM. Go Jags. Go Jags. Southern fans are down on their team, man. I don't know. We'll see. South Alabama can take it. 
Yeah, we'll see. It's a close. Those two teams are uh, not really relatively close. I think we're actually closer to Mobile than uh, Statesboro is. Uh, then Troy at Arkansas State. And Arkansas State's only favored by two and a half in that game. So go Arkansas State. Right. I agree. I agree. That will be an interesting game to watch the outcome of only because our past two opponents, and since we played them so differently, it'll be interesting to see how those two teams play each other. I'll be keeping an eye on that one. Uh, I mean, Sunday. I'll keep an eye on it Sunday after it's over. I'm pretty sure after watching our game, I'm not going to pay attention to anything else the rest of the day. It's going to be pretty rough. Uh, You know, Halloween, you're going to have to deal with, like, kids. Well, we are doing a stay-at-home Halloween. Good. So, All right. Dress what does that up, mean? Dress just up, like give them candy? Well, dress up, play game, Halloween games, watch Halloween movies, and hand out candy to anybody that may show up to the house. Huh. So, uh, App State at Monroe. Uh, any, has anybody paid attention to this? What would you say, App State, Monroe being down as they are? What do you think the, the spread is? I'll say the... <laughs> Yeah, I'll say the, the over-under at 25. You think that they're being predicted to score more than more or less than 25 points over? Over. Over 25, um, I think you're probably looking App State minus 31. 13 and a half. No, App State uh, minus 31. App State is expected to score uh, 31 more points than Monroe is. That's, uh, I thought 41. I would, normally, whenever there's, a, I mean, I don't gamble a lot, but normally when there's a huge spread, like 30 plus points, I'm like always take the other team to cover because it's never, most of those teams, once they get a big lead, they just kind of back off and put right. it up and they don't score anymore. And maybe it's a little, a little close, but with Monroe, the way they've been playing this season, I'm, I'm not betting on this game. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. I wouldn't bet on it either. And then I have no idea what's going on in the Lafayette-Texas State game because I put minus 16 for both of them. I'm sure that was actually Lafayette was minus 16. I'd probably take that. I'd probably take Lafayette on that one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We're Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's move on to the other sports. Uh, last week, volleyball uh, lost to Appalachian on Friday but beat them twice on Saturday. So I'll take two to one. Uh, women's soccer beat Troy, but then lost to USA uh, on Sunday. Uh, South Alabama's first place in uh, Sunbelt standings were second. So having bet, if we would have beat USA, that would have been a huge win for their women's soccer team. But unfortunately, they came out 0-3 as a loss. So unfortunate. The real surprising news is men's soccer lost to Central Arkansas 0-2. Yeah. That's like some uh, Atlanta United stuff right there, Tim. Ooh, yeah, Atlanta United. <laughs> Tied up and give a goal away in the last minute, 30 seconds. I don't even know. <laughs> Whatever stupid amount of time it was to give up a goal. We're good at that. We're actually we're taking after the Falcons, trying to figure out how to lose as close to the end of the game as possible. Is Mercedes-Benz can- uh, cursed? It, it might be now. I don't <laughs> know. Something happened in 2020. Martinez went down. COVID came, took over. They opened the top, and all the just like all the positive energy just like got <laughs> right through the top of. Or it. the ghosts came in, right? Right, maybe, maybe the, the, yeah, the poison came in the stadium. Wow. Uh, this week, uh, women's soccer is playing UAB. Volleyball has to go down to Statesboro for Friday and Saturday. Then the USB testing. Uh, men's soccer is actually up at Coastal. I feel like whenever they have these sports that are at when like why are we playing coastal at home the same time football when soccer's playing coastal at coastal? I mean you're probably not gonna a lot of people that are gonna go to both, but come on. Yeah, they could do like a Friday night men's soccer versus coastal. I'd go. Sync these things up. Yeah. You know Well, it seems like you could at least save money on like travel, right? Because you just throw all the players on one, you know, on a, however many buses and then you throw all the equipment in one truck. Yeah, exactly. But I think it would be kind of like we talked about that Ole Miss setup that's got scheduled where we have the Ole Miss football game and the Ole Miss basketball game the same weekend. You know, why not do that with your other Olympic sports? You know, go up there on a Friday, watch a soccer game, and then wake up Saturday morning, go to a football game, head home on Sunday. It's just weird that we're playing the exact same team, one away, one home. 
It's right, the yeah. same reason the basketball schedule doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's also not reported by the Sun Belt, so we don't know yet. Uh, then uh, Women's Cross Country Sun Belt Championship begins this weekend as well. So that's all I got. How about you guys? I'm good. Well, last call. Last call. Talk about the four to eight more teams joining the FBS. Oh, yeah. Right on. Cool. Bring them on. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening and for watching. And we are going to head to last call. Check it out um, on our Patreon page. Available to you guys free on Friday, unless you're a member, free immediately. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening and watching. We appreciate it. See ya. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much and go Panthers.